0: Welcome to the Encounter Church podcast. We believe this message will encourage you as you grow your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Grab your notebook and a pen as we get right into the message. All right. Well, some of you walked in this morning. You weren't here last week, and you walked in today, and you're thinking, why do we have flags all over the building? The reason we have flags all over the building is. Every spring, we spend two Sundays emphasizing this idea and this calling toward missions. Missions is our opportunity to truly be the hands of feet and the voice of Jesus to the world outside of these walls. Last week, I shared with you that, that we have the responsibility to be the fragrance that spreads that good news to the world around us. And if you missed last week's message, man, I challenge you, go back and listen to that. But today, man, I am pumped. A great friend of mine is with us today. Um, Andy Estrella and I have been friends for many, many, many years. Um, man, he's got more energy than I can even think about having. This guy is jam-packed. He is the... Uh, The director of Chi Alpha over the state of Missouri, but he is also the Chi Alpha director in Springfield at MSU, or some of us know it as SMS. Come on, old school. Any old schools out there? Anybody? Anybody? I'm the only old school. Praise God. Hallelujah. Two of us. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you teaming up with me and being old school today. Man, but I'm excited to have Andy Estrella with us. Um, He is working diligently to help us get a Chi Alpha ministry going at UCM in Warrensburg. Come on. Come on. Come on. But we have already started a ministry there, a REACH ministry, campus ministry. I believe last week they had 20 students show up for their Bible study. Isn't that awesome? Come on. Amen. But we are preparing the ground, prepping the ground, because we believe soon and very soon Chi Alpha is going to join us and we're going to impact UCM for the kingdom of God. But would you give a Encounter Church sedelio warm welcome this morning to our friend Andy Estrella.
1: So uh, I am excited to be here. Uh, Man, Encounter Church, you guys just have an amazing, amazing team, an amazing pastor. Come on, give it up. You know, I'm not just saying that I've seen this church grow. I've seen this community just grow. I've seen just his heart, like, for missions, his heart for... Uh, young adults, his heart, like, I, I've gotten so many calls from him, like, man, how can we get a Kai Alpha here going? How can we get a Kai Alpha here going? And this, that is so great. He literally, like, has a heart to reach people, to love people. Um, you guys have, come on, give it up for your church, man. Uh, it's just incredible. Well, uh, again, my name is uh, Andy Estrella, or it's pronounced Estella. You can say Estrella. That's fine. Estrella uh, is, is uh, uh, Hispanic pronounced It actually, actually means star in Spanish so I don't say that too many times Because a lot of people have a lot of jokes So uh, they're like oh, Excuse me star <laughs> You know what I mean so, um, um, But uh, I, I just want to share Because this is now what, Is this my fourth time here Is it my fourth time Wow you, you had me come back All the time. I didn't do so well no, I'm, saying. I'm joking But uh, um, well, uh, I just want to give you guys an update. A lot of you guys are like, what is Chi Alpha? Is it like a fraternity, sorority? What is it? Well, we are a campus ministry, uh, and particularly on secular campuses. So basically, we're like a church on campus. And we reach students, and we build a community there. Uh, Chi Alpha stands for Christ Ambassadors. And we were just talking, me and Chris was like, man, when was the last time I was here? We were like, I think it was like four or five years ago. Well, a lot has happened since then, and uh, Missouri State Kai Alpha since then has planted three Kai Alphas. All right, three Kai Alphas. And I want to let you know that every single one of those directors I brought them by Warrensburg over there in Central Missouri and prayed that God would give them a heart there. But we planted a Kai Alpha in South Dakota, and we sent a team up there. We planted a Kai Alpha in Omaha, in Nebraska, because Nebraska needs Jesus. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) They need him. All right? And then we went and sent a team to uh, Indiana over there, right in the middle of the city, and uh, IUPUI. It's a university there. Uh, It's a great university that's trying to have the most letters in their initial. Um, So, uh, and we sent a team there, and God is doing an amazing thing. It's this first year that team is there, and they already have 37 students a part of that Chi Alpha. Just incredible. Just uh, last week, we had spring break. We sent out six missions teams out throughout the country, and uh, we had around 85, 88 students go out on missions, and it was incredible. And and we had just an awesome moment. We're in one of the places that we do mission trips in, in Denver the Dr- Denver Dream Center, we had our team there our team 's been going there almost like around eight nine years, and we were there, but also one of our plants that we planted in omaha they 've been growing, and they sent the team there to do missions so here we are men serving in missions and one of our plants that have grown and sent students on missions and we just truly believe in the heart of God and want to say thank you so much for believing in us. Thank you so much for believing in what God can do. God is moving in students' lives. God is moving in the hearts of the, of the universities. God is moving in students. And, and I just want to say thank you, thank you so much. Uh, with me, I have just uh, Nathan Fork, and he's just an, an incredible man of God. He's one of our interns. He's a part of what we call the CMIT program, Campus Missionary in Training. And uh, I wanted Nathan just to share his journey, his story with us in Chi Alpha. So give it up for Nathan.
2: So bad, and, like, you know, I got on. and he actually became my small group leader in Chi Alpha, and I went to my first Chi Alpha service, and Andy was preaching. And I remember going up and praying, like, Lord, would you like let my faith change from something I just like speak about something I have up here, but something truly in my heart? And I loved that service, and I, one of my first opportunities to really like walk that out, like in a bigger step, was uh, my small group leader was leading a trip to Detroit that year on spring break missions, and. So I go, I, I was like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, and we had this missions like relaunch service, and they're like, hey, if you're thinking about going, like, come up and pray with somebody, and my small group leader was on the prayer team, so I walk up to him, and I say, Ben, like, I'm not going on a mission trip, and if I was, I wouldn't go with you, and I said it as a joke, and obviously, some hurt feelings, and um, so that, we, we talked it over, we're good, and then, so the next spring, I'm like, hey, I really want to go on a spring break mission trip. So I decided to go to Memphis, Tennessee on a mission trip, and through that trip, the Lord, like, just wrecked my heart for people, just wrecked my heart. And so I went back, and I'm like, hey, I want to go on another trip, and I don't want to wait an entire year. And I looked, and we had a summer trip to the Dominican Republic, and I'm like, hey, I talked to our missions director, Mike, the guy that runs missions, I'm like, hey, I want to go on this trip, who do I need to talk to? He goes, oh, well, do you know Ben, who was my small group leader? the one I told I would never go on a mission trip with. And so I called him up and I said, Ben, I want to go on this trip. Can I do it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I sign up. And from that point on, like, the Lord has just radically been working in my life. You know, I was in Denver with the other team. We had 17 students. And one of the students there, like, had given his life on the trip previously. And his heart was so deeply impacted. He came back again because he said, I want to be able to pour back out onto this mission field that poured so much into me. And that now this will be my third year going to the Dominican Republic, my first year leading it, and so by myself, and it, man, the Lord through missions, like, it took it, like I said, when I prayed, like, something that was up here, but something truly in my heart. When you step out of missions, like, man, your heart changes. It can't be the same. It can't be the same. Whenever you step out in faith, when you step out beyond yourself, man, the Lord will just work so great beyond your own power.
1: I remember his small group leader coming up to me. He's like, I just uh, invited one of, one of my guys to, to go on Detroit. and that time, the, D- the Detroit team, this was years ago, was, you know, was needing a couple more people. And I was like, man, I asked one guy, and he said, I want to go on missions, and especially I want to go Detroit with you. And then to see just uh, by Nathan stepping out, his heart for missions to grow and this is important for us to know that as as we if if you're here if you're starting your journey with christ or even if if you if you're at home and you're listening in and your journey is starting with christ i want you to know something that god has a mission and purpose not only for you but for this world and And it is important for us to tune into that. It is important for us to understand that, to lean into that. It's highly important for us to know that, to walk with that, to understand that. If you've been a believer, you know, for years, if you're like, you know, he's like, I know all the hymns and I sing it to myself and I sing it in a deeper voice because that's how you sing hymns, right? You need to know what God's mission is. And his heart is. This is highly important. And you need to know why? Because it's important. Look, I'm gonna tell you a little something about myself, all right? I, I grew up in Long Island, New York. I'm I'm the youngest of four kids. I'm the youngest of four. Now, I grew up in a single parent home and um you know you, you probably you know I grew up and in, in, you know, my mom truly loved me. She she did everything that she possibly could, but I'm gonna let you know something. About my, my my parents, they they got tired of having kids. I'm just gonna be, you know, they just got tired of having kids. Okay, it, it's uh, you know, and most people are like Andy. How do you know this? Well, I know it because of our names. I, I I can identify this by names. Okay, I'm Dominican. My nationality is Dominican, and my oldest brother has a very. Like, just amazing Hispanic name, okay? It's Johnny Juan Bautita Estrella. Woof. Man. Right? It's like a sentence. You know what I mean? Right? And then, you know, the the second oldest, her name is Denise Aitagracia Estrella. Wow. Denise Aitagracia Estrella. All right, And then the third child, Joani, Joanne, Joanne, Joanne Estrella, no middle name. No, skipped over that. The third kid. Then there's me, Andy, not Andrew, Andy Estrella. It was like between that and Al, okay? It was just... You know, it's like most people come up to me they're like, "Okay, Andrew, is it Andrew? When I do like official documents, I get lectures." They're like, "Not not your nickname, sir." I'm like, "No, my my actual name is Andy." I did really good in kindergarten, okay? First grade was tough. It hit me hard. Okay? But you you I, I can tell, but there's something when you're when you're you're the youngest, all right? You you get told what to do a lot, okay? You get a lot of instructions. A lot of people come up to you, you know, there's, everybody's like, oh, Andy, you need to go do this. Andy, Andy, you need to go do this. And you, after a while, you start sifting through, okay, what do I have to do, all right? And it's very important for me, like, when my sisters, all right, will come up to me, my brother would be like, hey, Andy, all right, go pick this up. I'm like, I would pause, I'd be like, wait, who's asking? Because this is important, okay? Right? Because when you're the youngest, you know what happens, right? You get worked down the chain. You know what I'm saying? A task gets handed out, the good task gets picked, and you get like you get the bad task, okay? Or sometimes, okay, the task is not even coming from somebody that you need to do it for, okay? You're getting bamboozled, okay? Some of you young ones, you didn't even know that. You're like, oh my goodness. I didn't know about this. But you older ones, you guys, oh, I've been working this system all my life. <laughs> you know when you're older ones, son, you got little brothers and sisters. How dare you? <laughs> right? So every time something, you know, a, a task will work out. After a while, I just develop. I'll be like, hold up, hold up. Who is this coming from? Okay? Like, and is, it, is it you, Johnny? Is it Denise, Joanne? I ain't listening to you, Joanne, all right? You're only two years younger, older than me, okay? Step out, okay? And I remember, after a while, you needed to know, because if it's coming from my mom, I need to do it, all right? Because, you know, my mom, she, she whooped me. She ain't hey, no time out with my mom. It wasn't time out. Time out didn't exist with my mom. Maybe in between whippings, like time out, I need to take a break. I time in. Man, you spank me, okay? That was the only time out that existed. It was a break. It was like a halftime. You know what I mean? So I needed to know. I needed to sift through this, right? I needed to know where it was coming from. And it's important when we walk through life because there's a bunch of people giving you a purpose in life. Right, You walk into your job, they're like, man, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to be. This is the purpose for that. You see commercials coming, the purpose for life. Live your better life. Do better. Live stronger. There's so many missions and purposes coming through value system. And a lot of us even, right, we have the American dream and we have the gospel. And some of us have merged it together. I want to let you know. That the gospel is so much greater than the American dream. I love the American dream. In fact, my family are recipients of the American dream. I'm a result of the American dream, but I want to let you know that I discovered even something greater than the American dream, and that is the truth of the gospel that doesn't need a white picket fence and it doesn't need good mortgage rate and it doesn't need a good job and it doesn't need a good area to live in, but it exists for everyone in this world. Right. It transforms beyond the economy and beyond the leaders, but it is given for free by our Savior, Jesus Christ. Right, we're we'll walking through this life, and there's just so many things getting thrown at us. And this is important for us to know, right? To sift through this, to sift through the purpose of Jesus. And Jesus made it very clear with the disciples how we live our lives and how we serve others and how we care for others. And it didn't really mix with the disciples all the time. There was one time in scripture. In Matthew chapter 20, there was just an important moment where the, the mother of the sons of 70, John and James, right, right? The, went up to Jesus and she, she did a very motherly thing. She was like, Jesus, can, can my sons, when you enter into your kingdom, sit on the right and left? She was like making sure of a very good mom move that her sons were secure. It's crazy when you look at, uh, at Jesus' response to that, he's like, that's not for me to pick. And a lot of theologians and people have looked at that and was like, what does that mean? Is it, is it Moses? Is it Isaiah? Is it's is like who's going to, you know, they're looking at great figures of, 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 you know, biblical times. And if when you think about it, when Jesus entered the kingdom, when his kingdom was established here on earth, is when he died on the cross. It was two criminals on the right to the left of him. That's what he said. This is not for me to pick, right? But as this request went and and this conversation unfolded, it kind of stirred up the disciples, right? And they kind of get together and they start flexing. So like, wait, 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 wait. who's going to really sit on the right? Left? Come on. Right, you really think those? It's not going to be you, Thomas. Nobody wants you on the right. Come on, dude. And be like, actually, no, that shouldn't sure happen. Let me check. Nobody wants that. Okay? So just get yourself out the conversation. Okay? Right? And they start kind of having this conversation. And Jesus notices. this. And he enters into this conversation and he talks to them how the posture of his mission and his purpose and his heart should be. He talks about, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them, not so with us. He says, whoever wants to be great must become a servant. What? Okay. Right? And then he uses himself as an example in Matthew Chapter 20, verse 28. He says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom to many. He even made it very clear what his purpose and his mission and what he was going to do. He's like, man, I am going to give my life as a ransom. I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve and to love and to care for others. And this was very clear throughout the gospel. We know it in one of our foundational scriptures to the gospel in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the following scripture is even just as good. For God did not send his son to this world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. Man, this mission, this purpose of God for people to know his saving grace. If you're at home, God's saving grace is for you. And God's mission and purpose is for you. Right? And there's so many things coming at us, and it's important for us to walk through this life and know God's purpose and mission. We have to know this. Right? Because it's very clear, right? Jesus died for our sins, Jesus died for your sins. If you're at home, Jesus died for your sins. This is a powerful message that we have embraced. I hope that you have embraced. I hope that you tell yourself that. But I want to make it very clear. When you follow him, you are also for others to know him. Right? When you truly follow Jesus, you are also for others to know Jesus. Not others just around you, but others across this country, others across this world. You are for that purpose and that mission. And why do you do it? We do it for Jesus. We do it for the one who saved us. We do it not only because our love for others, but the foundation of love, the foundation of that is Jesus. We do it for Jesus. Why are we a part of missions? Because that is God's heart. Why we are a part of the Great Commission? Because that is God's heart. That is his purpose for us. And it's important for us to walk through this life understanding that. It's important for you to know that God has called you to reach and to love others. And God has called you to sacrifice for others. And God has called you to sacrifice for his mission for everyone on earth to know who he is. It's highly important that you understand that. Not only is it important for you to know these things. It's important for you to live these things out. God's purpose and mission for this world. You see, why is it important? Because you need to understand that it is Jesus who sent you. Right? Jesus was technically right, he was a missionary. He was in heaven, he came down to earth, right? He died for our sins. We know who God is, we know the heart of God. We understand uh, that because Jesus is God, right? He is the son of God. He's a missionary by nature. He is somebody who was sent to us. And it's important that we understand that our mission, you see, like, some of us, like, when we're in our jobs and our boss asks us to do something, we we do it with authority. Why? Because our boss asks us to do it. Right? Some of us, right? Right? if you have siblings, right, and your parents have asked you, be like, go tell your brothers and sisters to be quiet. You walk in there with authority, be like, hey. You know, you probably add a little something to it, right? Your mom maybe told you, you know, tell them to be quiet. You're like, y'all need to shut up. Shut your mouths, right, because you know. And they're like, look at you, that's what mom told me to say, right? You understand that. I want to let you know that it's Jesus, the creator of this universe, that has sent you on this mission. And this is important because I remember, I don't know how it is with you, but when I used to go shopping, when I used to go to a grocery store with my mom, okay, my mom would pull up to the parking lot. She would turn off the car, and she's like, don't get out the car. And she will turn around, she's like, I wanna make some things clear here. Don't touch nothing, you can't buy nothing, I'm not gonna buy something, okay? If you want something, you don't want it today, okay? You ain't gonna get it, okay? I wanna make stuff very clear, don't run around, don't ask to run around, don't ask for a cereal, don't ask for this, don't ask for nothing, okay? You can't talk, no talking aloud. All right, She had four kids. Imagine four kids running around New York in a store. Right? But my uncle, my uncle lived in, in, in Brooklyn, right? And he owned a store in Brooklyn. And uh, in, in the city, there's these like small corner stores. And uh, they name them bodegas. This is a, a, a common term. And it's like this little tiny jam-packed corner store that has Imagine everything that a Walmart has compacted <laughs> into like the size of this building, okay? Well, this auditorium, okay? Right? And he owned one of those. And I remember when we used to go up and visit my uncle. Now I remember when I used to walk in the store. I used to call it, it was my uncle, my uncle Chico, right? And I remember going up to my Uncle Chico, he'll be up in the register. He usually will run the front. And I'll be like, oh, Tio Chico, right? Uncle Chico, how's it going? He'll look at me. He's like, hey. And he'll give me a bag. And he's like, grab whatever you want from the store, whatever fits in this bag. And I remember going, and I used to go down the candy aisle and just put it in. I used to go around like sodas and just throw them in. I used to just run around this whole store. Why? Because my uncle owns it. Why are we walking with God's mission? Like He doesn't own this earth. Like He's not the one who sent us. Like the God that has created this universe, that has the authority of all this earth, that is greater than any king, that is powerful than any being, that has called you onto. Earth. Why are you walking this earth? Like it's not him who has sent you on this mission. Right? Not only do we do it for God, we have to understand that it is God who has sent us, who has called us for that. And when we look at, when we look at things like this, it puts it in perspective. Right? Because the closer we draw to God, the closer we draw to his mission and his purpose and who he is. There's no denying that, right? And everyone on this earth is somebody that God loves, right? And we, in turn, have to love and be a part of that mission, right? It's like somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, Andy, man, I think you're really cool, man. I love being around you. You're so much fun. Man, I just want to, you know, kind of draw some parameters. Um, you can be around me. But I don't want your kids around me. I don't like your kids. I don't like your family. I just don't. They, they get on my nerves. I, I think you're great, but your family, not great, okay? So when I invite, it's just you. It's not really your family. And here's how I respond. I love you, but if you don't love my family, you don't love me. Guys, we can't walk this earth saying that we love God, but we treat his children like trash. We just can't do that. We can't walk this earth saying that we love God, but we don't love his mission. We don't love his purpose. And, it, and we can't walk this earth not understanding his mission and his purpose and who has sent us and what authority has sent us. We have to embrace that. We have to Understand that if you are for God, if you love God, if you are for God, right, you are for his church, right? If you are for God, you are for this neighborhood, right? I love it. Pastor, one of the first things he showed me is a board of of things that this church gives to and is behind in this community and he cares for. Why? Because if you're for God, you're for this community. If you're for God, you're for your co workers. If you're for God, you're for serving others. If you're for God, you're for the leadership of this church. You're for Pastor Chris and Angie and their mission, and their purpose, and the youth pastor, and the youth ministry, when they need help for things, you're for that. Why? Because when you're for God, you're for his mission. You're behind that. When there's opportunities to give to missions, foreign and abroad, you're about that. Why? Because you're for God's mission. And he is the one that has sent you. He is the one that has empowered you, and we do it for him. You know, Kai Alpha is an amazing organization, but I would pray that even deeper than that, that you understand the reason that you're behind us and the reason you pray for us, is why? Because there's a greater being, it's called Jesus, it's called God, and he's the one that has called you to get behind his purpose in his mission, and if we don't do that, this world will fill it for you. The things of this world will fill it for you. Your career and your job will fill it for you. What you're going through at the moment will fill it for you. But I want to let you know that you are designed for God's mission. You are designed for his purpose. You see, in Scripture, it says, it says in Colossians it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Church, if you're at home, if you're even a a, a new believer, and and if you're even starting to understand in this journey with Christ, I want to let you know that God has designed you to do his work. It says in scripture, to do good work. And God has a mission for you. And you need to understand that God's mission is your mission and your purpose. God, I, I love these, right? Why are there flags here? Why? Because God has a heart for the world. And we need to have that heart. That's why we believe in it. That's why we challenge Nathan with it. That's why we challenge our students to understand the heart and the mission of God. And I end with this. I stand before you today because of God's mission. My pastor was a drug addict. Was wasting his life away. He took his last bit of money and he he went to a bar. He bought a shot of vodka and he called his sister to come pick him up. He was homeless. He was spent. His sister came, picked him up, but what was happening in his sister's life was god transformed her life and her sister just drove him straight to brooklyn Teen challenge it's another missions organization you guys it's probably support it you guys have probably heard of it he walks into this christian drug and alcohol program and his life is transformed it's in brooklyn and he grew up in long island new york and he's like man i have a heart for long island and what he does he goes and he plants long island team challenge and what people gave to that mission right people gave because he people knew that there's people who are dealing with drug addictions and stuff like that and god has a heart for it and people got behind that mission and there was so many people walking going to that program but their families had nowhere to go and because of that they started freedom chapel they started a church plan and churches gave towards that church plan and that church grew. And one day, my brother, his addiction was discovered by my family. My brother was a heroin addict. He sold drugs. But the addiction became stronger than the business, and it took over his life. And our family got together, and we did everything we could for him. and It was hopeless. And one day he was at a rec center working out when somebody found out about Long Island Team Challenge and our hopelessness. We we put him in there. And then after two weeks, I can go and visit him at the age of 13, living in a fatherless home. I cling to the streets and found my identity and mission in the things of the streets. And drugs and alcohol and fighting and violence. And I walk into Freedom Chapel, what my family calls the drug church. Not a lie. I'm not making that. So many drug addicts are there. So many people gave to that mission and that purpose. And at the age of 13, I encountered Jesus and accepted Jesus into my life. Transformed by the love of God and his purpose and mission. And I realized that God had a greater purpose and mission for my life. Right? I went off to Bible college. But I, I, I want you to catch a glimpse of, of missions. Right, When my daughters go to bed, I gather them together and I pray over their lives. As we're driving to school, we pray over their the teachers and the school. My daughters don't know about the stronghold of addiction over their parents' lives people believed in missions it was broken they know about the love of jesus i want you to catch a glimpse right i am a result of people having a heart for missions, for his purpose and i want to let you know that that purpose that mission exists in your heart and I hope that you live that out. It's not something that your job or your career can fill out. It's not something that sports can fill out. It's not something that gambling or drugs or success can fill. It's only God can fulfill the purpose and the mission and His mission is that you are a vessel to reach others like His love and others reached you. And I hope and pray that you'll contribute of mission because we have seen people and students like Nathan come to know Jesus because this church believes in mission
0: thank you for listening to the encounter church podcast we pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to you